Papa Yon, your boy AJ. It's your boy Nick. And this is the Hip Hop Vibes the Podcast. Back once again, continuing this countdown. Yes, sir. You're, we just finished, <laughs> what, 07? Now we're about to get it straight into 06. 2006, 2006. baby. All right. So I'm sorry. I'll start off this one. For artists, that's at T.I. With Lil Wayne as like runner up. Album King, producer, I said Cool and Dre. Song, what you know? Okay. Yeah, because that's when yeah, King came out in 06. And at that, at that point, probably was the best album commercially at that point. Yeah. So, yeah, at that point. Because you had What You Want, No, What You Know. Um, What's the other joint? Why You Wanna Go in, Why You Wanna Why You Wanna Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he had a lot of good tracks on it. It was that one. And tracks were common. Tracks with UGK. That's the, that's the one that had Top Back on it, right? Yeah. Top, top Back. Manny Fresh. Manny Fresh on the beat. <laughs> Bro, if t- at one point in T.I.'s career, actually it was Pharrell that said it. 2001, he said, T.I.'s the Jay-Z in the South. And of course, he was hyping him up because he had just, assi- he had just signed to Arista. And at that point, Pharrell, I think he signed with Pharrell or whatever. Pharrell mm-hmm. produced his first album. Oh, I'm serious. But uh, I'm serious. Okay. But I mean, while I don't think that J- he has lived up to that ridiculous expectation, and I'm not trying to say he's the same kind of artist necessarily, King is his blueprint. Because King is like his version of like, let me get the absolute best fucking beats I can possibly get. And, and you have to have the ear for it. And he had just an ear for like the best beats. That's one of my favorite produced albums of all time. Cause the way, just the way it flows. I mean, he had all my favorites. He had Just Blaze. He had Swiss Beats. He had the Neptunes. He had a number of like Ko did. um, Why you want to do that? A couple tracks from Ko. I had never heard of at the time, but it was they're fantastic. Um, what else? Yeah, Manny Fresh. I mean, he has right. fire joints of Manny Fresh. I remember see, they went as far as like Chevy commercials. I remember she was on Chevy commercial playing yeah. that song. Like, yeah. like you remember, like it just it went that far because exactly the music was that good. It was that good. Yeah, it, that that was fantastic. I mean, it was easy for me to put that. Ti has always been one of my favorite like child when I was young. Ti was everything. Ti, Ti, Ti. So, yeah, that was easy for me, and I'm not, and I didn't even mention what you know. So, right, like that. Now was just the crown jewel of it. I mean, just the way he did that song, to produce that beat, like it's actually based off of a Jimi Hendrix song. The chord progression in this old Jimi Hendrix song, I actually mm. dug up and listened to. He took the chord progression from that song. But you would never even think it was Jimi Hendrix at all oh, because the way he layered the synthesizers, I mean, it was just that was musically just amazing. It's amazing. Just why we do podcasts, shit like this. Right. I didn't know this at all. I, I had no idea. It's good to have a producer on, on, on staff, bro. Right. right. You know, I'll tell you shit like that because I always studied it. And as a kid, I was obsessed with it. So listening to that, I was like, that beat is crazy. And I was so glad it got the it got the push that it deserved too. Hell you know, yeah. I got it got the push. Cause you know, sometimes good a good record doesn't get the push, but what you know, I mean that was a that was a hit record. Yeah. Um and also at the same time, that's when ACL came out, like the movie. Yeah, right. So yeah. that kinda helped that that Absolutely. kinda helped hype it up as well. Absolutely. So, it was kind of like an unofficial soundtrack to the movie. Yeah, kind of like American Gangster. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Absolutely. 
Yeah, man, that that shit was easy for me. I mean, right away, Ti, man. Yeah, so Ti, artist, Toomp, producer, because Toomp, Toomp's one that like he might fly under the radar, but really yeah. doesn't because Kanye just the year before, the year later, Kanye has a way of just a great year. He knew how too great Toomp was. Got him on, can't tell me nothing, and then Hove got him on American Gangster. Like Toomp's yeah, yeah, fantastic, yeah. man. Toomp is like an OG. He's fucking fantastic. The only other artist I mentioned at that time was Lupe, cause I, well, that's when Lupe came out with his with his food and liquor. I love that project. I remember I was in um, shout out shout out to uh, my old professor, my old history teacher, Chris Kerhias. Man, that man was the fucking he was the man. Cause I remember the first day of his class, he had us watch a Public Enemy music video, oh, and wow. I'll never forget that. I was like, wow. He's like, it was just amazing. He had all these rap posters on the wall. Like, it was just different, man. None of the other teachers had that. And then he, when that came out in his class at that time, I remember he was real intellectual. So, yeah, he had me thinking a lot. And when I heard Lupe, Food and Liquor, I was like, that's some really, it's some really deep writing in that album. Like, it's some really good lyricism but not just lyricism because you can be lyrical but not really say shit you know what i mean like, yeah, wayne, yeah. like wayne is super lyrical but he's not really saying shit like he's not saying he's not saying shit, like in the sense of like he's not saying like political whatever he's not like you know messages and shit in his music but lupe i felt like that that project was dope and it kind of was a little throwback like kick push i put that as a runner-up because i just love that beat and I just love that song. I like that storytelling. It just reminded me more of like 90s shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, kind of yeah, was yeah. a throwback. And I mean, I listened to so much 90s shit that 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 um Same. was on the was on the list. Lupe, he had a couple of joints on the album. The one with Hove, which was dope. Oh yeah. Like there was a, there was a number Daydream. of Daydreaming. 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 Yeah, like Joe Scott. Like he had some yeah. creative shit. I was really interested in that. I was like, well, this guy's really different. Like he's really creative thoughtful like bringing his faith into the music too his muslim faith was a part of it you know it's interesting man it was an interesting album so i had i put that in there uh, but it wasn't close to ti though oh no 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 definitely. it was not close to ti whatsoever and oh yeah well cool and dre like they dropped a lot of stuff they did um dj Khaled's first album that came out Khaled's first album came out listen listen <laughs> right exactly <laughs> <laughs> they did a couple. Nice. They did a couple tracks on that joint. Um, oh, they did rodeo. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Juvenile. I'm on to do the rodeo. <laughs> rodeo show. They killed that fucking R. Kelly sample. They yeah, did a whole bunch of shit. This shit with police. This shit with E. Forty, um, Remy Ma, Rick Ross. Damn. Whole bunch of shit. And I think Dre was trying to do a solo album, but that just that shit never got released. Whatever. And he sings the shit. He yeah, exactly. Brown paper bag. <laughs> <laughs> I love when you sing. I love when you put that on. He killed that shit. <laughs> he killed that shit. Though. He was taking his ass off on that joint. <laughs> Singing about a brown paper bag. My nigga singing about a brown paper. I mean, we all know what brown paper bag we're talking about, but still, <laughs> nigga singing about a brown paper bag, y'all. We the best. Who? Oh my God. We nigga. I, bro, I didn't say the N word, but I said the rest of that shit all the fucking time. I was so obnoxious about that shit. 
I was so obnoxious about that shit. Yeah, I don't know. I remember somebody. I forget one of my friends made like a Photoshop like project, and he put weed. I made him put weed of best on the wall <laughs> like, for no fucking reason, just because I kept saying that shit all the time. But yeah, bro. Listen, listen. listen. That motherfucker is. <laughs> and that was another one. Then you got so many fucking. Yeah, so many. And actually, DJ Cow is a fucking man. People might not realize like. Where he's from and like how he came up, but like being from Dade County, like in Miami and shit, there's not really a lot of opportunity. Like there's music, but it's kind of like where all the musicians go do coke, but don't record. You know what I'm saying? Like from a music scene, like that's where the, that's where all like the luxury condos when they go on vacation. But from a music scene, like he yeah. DJ Khaled really was a pioneer in bringing like hip hop music from Miami in the forefront. Cause you know, Ross had dropped in 2006, which, you know, it generated some buzz, but DJ Khaled brought in like so many artists. We wouldn't know Pitbull. Pitbull got literally, and Pitbull's in some, Pitbull's in some hilarious videos that you wouldn't even think of. Like Pitbull may seem like a what pop that, star. What was the first song he did? Kulo. Kulo. <laughs> he did a whole bunch of shit. Yeah. He was actually popping before DJ Khaled. But DJ Khaled was like somebody, like so many Miami-based artists go went through. Yeah. Ace Hood, like, I mean, T-Pain was not, isn't from Miami, but he's from Florida. Like, so many artists, even, even with his corny ass. Who's the, who's the guy I'm thinking of? You make my head go right, right, Oh, Flo Rida. You Flo Rida. Like, all these artists came through. I remember there was a song called Bitch from, I'm from Dade County. And he had a whole bunch of artists on there, including Pitbull. You know, oh, yeah, yeah, who, yeah. like, people might not know. I do. Oh, I remember that. Like, I people might him, not know. Trick Daddy. Yeah, um, Trick Daddy. Rick Ross. Rick Ross. Yeah, it was yeah, dope. Yeah. It was dope. It was, like, all these Florida boys. And I never really listened to their music before until, like, I heard that. Like, I mean, I, know, I knew of Two Live Crew and I knew of, like, some of that. But it had been a while since then. Trick yeah. Daddy, of course, in the early 2000s, yeah, but, you know, yeah. she's training and whatnot, but that was, like, a new era. DJ Khaled brought all of these people together, so I thought that was really dope. Yeah. So, you know, DJ Khaled, number three, <laughs> 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 DJ best producer, best song, best catchphrase, we the best. Yeah. We the best. <laughs> we the best, man. Who? How you feel about him saying that word? I mean, <laughs> the what, what is he? Number one? <laughs> what is he? He's um, he's Middle Eastern. He's Middle Eastern. Nah, he don't even say that shit. <laughs> he's, he's strictly Middle Eastern. Yeah, he's yeah. Middle Eastern. Yeah. I mean, he might, he may be North African, so he can maybe pull a French Montana and be like, "Yeah, uh, I'm from Africa." You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> a funny video is you should look up his video if you haven't already. Him explaining it on um, Shade Four Five is some of the funniest shit. Like it's just, just his logic is just like hilarious. It's very funny, um, but I do not condone that. I'm not gonna say I condone that as a white person. I'm not definitely not condoning it. But that was just a side side point. I just was curious what you thought of that. <laughs> no, that's all good. It's all good. <laughs> we end on that note. Okay. Yeah. No, yeah. Two thousand five. Five. This is gonna be a good one. You go first. Bro. I'll go. All right. I gave O five to Jeezy. Mm -hmm. Was you that motivation one hundred and one? Yep. I thought that was season four. Okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah. See that. Oh man. That that, that actually came to mind. I can't even front that. That that definitely came to mind. Yeah. For real. For me, it'll be Jeezy. What'd you say? Like, yeah, yeah. Fifty in game are like runner ups. Fifty cent in game are both runner ups. Uh, for O five, album, double motivation one hundred and one. 
Mm. But also, Carter 2 came out that year. Oh, like, good lord. I think a really contested year. Late Registration came out that year. And then, like, the producer, I said, who I say? I said, Kanye, and I said, Shorty Red. Oh, man. It's, it's, <laughs> that's, that's, I like that, man. I'm glad, I'm glad you brought that energy. Yeah. You can see my answers. Yeah, yeah. Those. Well, of course, the reason I said GZ, because, like I said, the Motivation 101 came out, which is arguably what? Not arguably. That's, it's a classic. It is a classic. It's the best album. It, it, it is a classic. Like you got Bottom on the map and then what? Yeah, so Soul many. Survivor. Like, yeah, so many. Even, like I mean, even like the, the last track, the bonus track, My Air Forces. I remember that. Yeah. Like, that was hard as shit. Like, even, you know, the bonus track is hard. You know, the album's hard. That shit was super hard. And then bro. even before that, like, he had this. Oh, Acom was dope, too. Yeah, and then even before that, he had, you know, he had the song, the song with Gucci, which started that whole beef. Right, right. And then he did the, um, I think the Boys in the Hood joint. Boys in the Hood, yeah, yeah, yeah. They had that one, they had it once, they had one hit, I remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's why I say Jeezy. But of course, like, we can also all graffiti sing, that's when Massacre came out. Yeah. And while it's not better than Get Worse to Die yeah, Trying, that's why I, yeah. it was still a popping ass album. Absolutely. I mean, but, yeah, I definitely. And this is when he took, and this when he took all his dissing to a whole nother level. This yeah, when he yeah. started, this is when he started dissing everybody. Like he was, he was already done. He was still dissing Ja Rule. He was just Jadakiss. He was dissing Nas. He was dissing Fat Joe. <laughs> he was dissing Shine. He was dissing Game. Like, like, <laughs> he like, kicked like, Game out of fucking Gina right. that year. Did you know that in the in the video for the, the Mr. Potato Head? Oh what? Nah, nah. So what was it? Was a um. The game song, man. Uh, hate it or love it. Hate, they were beefing. Oh, yeah, they were beefing. The in the video, video. He wouldn't sit in the front with the front of like the car. So, like, they had like a, they're driving like whatever. Um, you know, one of the classic West Coast cars. He wouldn't sit in the front seat with game. He'd sit in the back. He said he couldn't stand the motherfucker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They couldn't even just like be on a set together. He's like, nah, yeah, fuck that like, dude. He, he, still, and at that point, he was still in G units, like some crazy ass shit. Right, like that. exactly. That's crazy. He's in your crew. And then game him. finds out, finds out on the radio show like that he's kicked out of G units. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, bro, that's the most petty shit. He's like, what does game stand as far as like G unit goes? He's like, down the street or around the corner. He's like, across the street around the corner. He's not with my crew. Like, God. <laughs> and then Game was doing another radio show interview, and, and then somebody called in. Like somebody called in, and was like, "Yo, did you hear Fifty Cent talking about you?" Like, "Nah, what do you say?" He's he said he's not in no more, and he's saying all that shit. He's like, "You he really said that shit?" I'm like, "Yeah." I'm like, "Damn." <laughs> oh shit! And that's what that whole beast. That's how you fucking. Wow. And then that's when fucking three hundred bars are running. My motherfucking best, the best disc, my favorite disc of all time. Mm. Three hundred bars are running. This nigga dissed everybody for fifteen minutes straight. <laughs> he dissed June. He dissed. Fucking uh, Memphis Bleak. He did. Oh, yeah, he did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he did Memphis Bleak. That was yeah, hilarious. He did, um, who? He did Lil Easy. I mean, you're right. You don't have to say it. If you said Memphis Bleak, you just keep it there. Because I mean, he did <laughs> every motherfucker. Right. Oh, that's funny as shit. <laughs> Everybody. <laughs> You know what? That's why I. That's why I knew why Fifty and M can get along because they're the same fucking person. They are the same yeah. person. Like you know, they're dissing everybody. I mean, only a couple years later, he's dissing Jay Z. Like right. after he said, "No, nah, I don't diss legends. I don't do legends. Nah, He's dissing Jay Z a couple years later. I mean, they just. Are you from Casual? You ain't got no cash, nigga. I'm like, <laughs> damn. How you do both? How you do both like that? Oh, this is hilarious, bro. Yeah, that shit was funny. Yeah, double artist Jeezy. Oh yeah, documentary. That's when it dropped in 05, right? Target Man dropped in 05. Yeah, yeah. 
Oh shit! Oh my god! That, I think yeah. Well, I say it when I get to mine. Yeah. So so Fifty Cent had shit off of his album Endgame. So like that's how his hit. <laughs> that's how his hype. That's how he got brought up because he like he had to back it up with two albums basically. Right. Right. So like yeah. All right. Well, I mean, it's you mentioned some really good albums, but I st- I, I mean, I wanna maintain that I think that late registration. I think musically, it, it tops it tops all of those. Musically, and I was thinking musically like, oh, late registration, man, that because that for me like I remember hearing Diamonds or whatever, Diamonds are Forever on the radio for the first time. I, remember I was huddled, my brother listening to shitty ass radio in his room, and I remember it coming on, and I was like. There was so much hype because the college dropout was so amazing. It was like, how is he gonna come back with something else? Like, how the, what what is he gonna do? He like and he dropped then, out of college. What is he gonna do? <laughs> <laughs> and so like I was like, what like what is, like how are you gonna like follow up all that hype? Like how the fuck are you gonna be able to do that? And then for him to actually do it, like it, just the musicality of it, just like the way he took John by uh, John Bryan, um, whatever his name is, the film score dude. Yeah. And just like made this like musically probably some of the most rich arrangements of yeah. any of his music like ever, and I, I immediately think of the song "We Major" because that ah, song yeah. like the way just like the synthesizers, the strings like musically it was on a completely another level. Nobody in hip hop was remotely on that level at all, right. whatsoever. So that's why I put him first. I put him ahead of everybody I else. That. I put Kanye. That's definitely my favorite as artist. I put Kanye as producer because again, per- Kanye put some of Kanye's geniuses. He knows when to take a step back and let other people do them and let other people do what they do best. So he didn't get in the way. He made his little drum beats and did chopped up some dope samples. Um, I mean, so many songs on there. The jo- the joint he did with Paul Wall and all that shit, Drive Slow. That was dope. I mean, there's every song, man. Diamonds, even that My sample, way home. like. The one with Cameron, the joint, like, oh, a, yeah, yeah, I mean, like, literally, that, that album, I thought, was just, like, on another level, and I, and I was thinking, like, how is he going to follow a college dropout, but he did it, I couldn't really believe did. it, and I'm also going to put B in there, because I absolutely love the album, yes. Common was an artist I really didn't listen to until Kanye brought him in, that's another reason why I put Kanye as producer, because Kanye did his own shit, and then B, he did, he did the whole thing. Right. B, like in terms of like con- socially conscious type rap, which I really enjoyed at that time too. That was like the shit. It had a great vibe to it, great lyrics, good stories, everything. It was just perfect. That record, that record was amazing. Dilla, Dilla was on there. Kanye, yeah, Dilla was on there. Dilla yeah. was on there. So for me, like Common's one of my top three, like, right? Like producers. I mean, top three artists of all time. Dilla is one of my favorite, number one, actually. Yeah. So B just like immediately was like, oh shit. Like I started discovering all this shit. So B was a really special album for me. Obviously, in terms of commercial impact, no, not at all. Like, yeah. a, you know. That was probably like his best commercial but, um, album, though. I think it was his, oh, I think, definitely think it was his definitely. best commercial album for sure. In terms of in terms of song of the year, I put, I put Gold Digger. Yeah. It's not my favorite song, but to yeah. be honest, like, it was just one of those songs that was so catchy. It could like cross over. I had all these people who don't even it definitely care. Did cross over. People that didn't care for rap, like oh, I love that song. Like all these people liking the song, and it, it was just a good song. It was a good song, and it was like honestly, I think it's one of Kanye's catchiest songs, and I think it's one of his best like kind of club kind of songs. So I, I put it on there. But me personally, "Touch the Sky" was the one that I was like, I just that is one yeah, of the best yeah. songs. Like just blaze, just blaze, just blaze. Oh yeah, let me get to just blaze. 
I'll get to him in a second. But Touch the Sky, he did that song. He did that beat. Classic flip of Curtis Mayfield. Great song right. by Curtis Mayfield. But he flipped that amazingly. Um, and then I put Piggy Bank on there because that shit is just <laughs> fucking hilarious. <laughs> that shit was so funny. I mean, the video, everything was hilarious. It just made me laugh. I thought yeah, it was hilarious. Yeah, yeah. To me, it was my favorite song off The Massacre. Yeah, um, I love it. Because he just dissed everybody. That and Which, so amazing. It was so amazing. Out for me, it's um, Piggy Bank and... Um, and rider music, and ride, yeah. I love rider music. I love the vibe of it. I love high tech so much, so I had to give it to them. Yeah. But um, for me, I guess like massacre, it was just like when I listened to it, I wasn't as impressed from it in terms of like it was just I didn't feel like it was cohesive at all. I felt like it was um, had obviously had all the huge records, so I could see why you would say it's like a top album. Yeah. I mean, definitely because I mean you go look at the hits. I think it had more hits than than Kanye. Really, I think it did yeah. because you had like Disco Inferno, you had Piggy Bank, you had Candy, Candy Shop, Shop, you just had a just a bit. little bit. Now I'm gonna shout out my favorite white producer of all time, Mr. Scott Storch, on there because he was on yeah. multiple tracks. Scott yep. was killing shit at that time. Um, he was killing shit. He did Candy Shop and just a little bit. And then he re-released the album, but made music videos for every single song. Right. He yeah. was the first person to do that. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's true. Which is fire. I just feel like yeah, but for me again, like I just because of musicality, I put Kanye yeah. above yeah. that. Um, and even Fifty Fifty is a great musician because he was self aware of that he was like, yeah, I know that some of the like my rapping wasn't as good, but I was going for choruses, I was going for hooks. Yeah. And he was immensely successful. That shit went diamond. That album went diamond. Um, Massacre sold 1.15 million records in the first week, which is completely unheard of. Nobody had done that. Broke records. So, I mean, it was a, it was a mess success. I would say, personally, though, for in terms of my favorite albums of the year, I mean, Labor Station B and um, Thug Motivation 101. And I gotta say, Thug Motivation 101, like, I, so I see why you add that list, because this is a certified classic. And you know a record is a classic when you listen to it 10 years later, or even like 15, 16 years later. And it's still fire. Exactly. Like I listened to that shit last year, and I was like, "This shit is fucking amazing." So I mean, and, and in terms of music, I mean, that put somewhat like Ti's trap music. That put like southern trap, southern rap music. Like, yeah. it started that shit. Like trap, that was trap. That started, that started breaking that shit. Too. That's where that shit started coming like, to the to mainstream. The yeah, and yeah. I would say Jeezy, just like that was like. When I, heard, when I heard him rapping for the first time, I was like, I wasn't impressed by the lyricism. Yeah. But I was like, yo, the, his ad-libs were just the best ad-libs <laughs> I've ever heard in my life. Gio. It was just the best ad-libs. Like, you could just make a song out of the ad-libs. Yeah. And you have to actually recognize, like, <laughs> bro, all those ad-libs, like, well, how did the Migos become the Migos? Like, the ad-lib game, that, like, that's all owed to him. He had the best ad-libs. Right. And you heard on King... A year later, you heard T.I. doing it. T.I. was was biting from it. He was doing some of the Jeezy shit. Like, he was doing some of it. I heard it. And he really, he, he like, the people knew that, like, the ad-libs were just everything. But the production on, on Thug Motivation 101, it was cohesive. Yeah. It was just super hard. Um, yeah, man, I mean, that, yeah, I, I guess I just, I couldn't get over just Kanye. And I also, the reason why I didn't put it there was because of Kanye, because the artistry of Kanye. Yeah. And then also, I feel like Massacre was a bigger record commercially than Thug Motivation 101. But, I mean, yeah. it's a classic album. It, it really is. Uh, yeah. And I look at it from like that's a my, long, that's my And I look at it from like a longevity standpoint. From a longevity standpoint. Because like, see, like T.I. Yeah. brought Trap Music to the um, yeah. forefront. I mean, he had a whole album called Trap Music. Mm -hmm. So he, he brought Trap Music to the forefront. But 
Jeezy like solidified it. Yeah. And then Gucci just kept that shit underground. Like he kept the underground scene popping and shit. Like he had the club shit and all that shit bubble. Well, I mean they all had club shit. But yeah, yeah, nobody yeah. that's what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, a yeah. Great, that's a great point. Yeah, so they all like yeah, but played their own role. Yeah, yeah, they all played their own role, but like by oh five when Thumb Motivation one oh one came out, that solidified trap music like as like an actual genre at that yeah. at that point. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I agree. I agree. And then next thing you know, you know what I'm saying, like, like I said, you got the Migos, you got fucking like, like this Gucci started to get popping right after that, like not too long after that. All of them, man. Everybody, like, like everybody. Ace Hood. Oh, I don't know if you were saying him like trap music, but like, you know what I'm saying, Two Change and like all the niggas. Fucking fuck. What was that song that um, Player Circle? They came out. Like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Double Bad Boy. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. Double Bad Boy. They came out. They come out. They came out not too long after that shit. So you know what I'm saying. Yeah. So like, yeah. It like, did. Start bringing like trap music to the forefront for real. Like, it made a, a whole new. You made a whole new genre at that point. That's why. Yeah, I, that, it did. So that's why I put Jeezy like so much. But yeah. you no, I, I hear you. Yeah. I mean, in terms of longevity, absolutely. Yeah. I, in terms of longevity, I would say um, it would be never. It would be number one for longevity for me. Honestly, yeah. even more so than late registration. Yeah, but I see where you come from musicality wise. Yeah, definitely Kanye for sure. Yeah, for sure. yeah I couldn't resist myself. And then, yeah, and I then couldn't then help and then commercially, fifty of course. So that's not. I, I look yeah. at how like I had Jeezy then Fifty then Kanye. I like that. I like how you're thinking about that shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah I mean, production wise, Jeezy shit like the way they were using eight oh eights. I mean, coming off of like crunk music being as crazy as it was a couple years before, like that they were implementing eight oh eight in a different way, and it was definitely like it was definitely laying the groundwork for what was to come in terms of like putting in a little bit more melody but still super street still super gritty still 808s all yeah. pretty much all 808s there's nothing but 808s i mean like that 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 was laying the groundwork for trap music like you said yeah. and i also say game and i say game yeah i know but i can't yeah. believe see it's oh my god that might be the most contested year because yeah. oh my god that shit i remember when i got that album bro i was never oh my yeah. I was so excited looking at the album notes. Because at that point, like, like you had like a new West Coast artist. I mean, yeah, you still had Snoop Dogg, and he was still doing his shit. Right. And like, um, Rhythm and Gangster dropped what? What's that? 04 he dropped? I think it was 04. Yeah, 04. Yeah. Which we'll get to that. We'll get to that. But like, at that point, like, you know, with the acceptance of Snoop Dogg, there was no real like West Coast like artist out. Yeah, like, no, no, like no. That. I mean, you still had like Krupp was still doing this shit like Daz and all that shit, but like all everybody at the West Coast, everybody on the West Coast was beefing with each other at that time, so nobody was really making like commercial yeah, shit. Yeah, commercial, commercial minus, shit. Like, yeah, yeah. minus Snoop Dogg. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So when Game came out, he brought a whole new like flavor to the game. True. No, no pun intended. But yeah, he brought like a whole new flavor right now, and they did the production on this shit was fucking production on this shit was a fucking nuts. Like Kanye was shit. on the shit. Oh my god. Production wise, that might Timberland. Kanye. Fucking, um, Kanye, Timberland. Dre. Dre. Cool and Dre. Cool and Dre, right. Two fucking Dre's. Right, all the all the fucking Dre's, man. <laughs> Bro, that production on that album was fucking nuts. Oh, he had high tech too. High okay, tech, yeah. That that yeah, I fucking lost my mind when I got that album, bro. Cause I was obsessed with the production on that shit. That's one of the best produced albums. Right. Like for me, period. You had Dr. Dre, Cool and Dre, Kanye West, Timberland, Timberland High Tech. You have you have multiple tracks from like all of them. Yeah, multiple Kanye tracks, multiple Just Blaze, Dr. Dre, Blaze, right? All over the shit. I mean, it's just crazy. 
think Scott Storch was on it too, I guess. Absolutely yeah, does. Yeah, that shit was nuts. Yeah, was. I would say though, for me, it, it didn't. It wasn't classic for me. It, in it's that, not, I ain't gonna say it's classic. Yeah, but, no, I'm just yeah. saying for me, like, yeah. just for me to be honest, like, it, it just didn't. That's really the reason why I didn't make one of the reasons I made my list. Is just yeah. it was. It's a great album, like, no yeah. doubt about it. No doubt, it's a fantastic debut album. I mean, it's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. But it just, it just wasn't quite. It was, it's not. It's not. Give it your die trying. I mean, that's it. Like, oh yeah, just, of course not. It's just not. You know what I mean? But uh, honestly, nothing was going. It's on. There's only so many albums I can mash up with. Get what you're not trying. Yeah, right. I mean, no. <laughs> and it, it was. And it's hard too. I mean, especially I think, with the hype. I think with getting. No, that's what I'm saying. About what I'm about to say is that the game. It's hard when you have that kind of hype when you're affiliated with Fifty and all that shit. Like yeah, yeah. that obviously boosts your visibility, but yeah. it also ups the ante for your hype. So it's like, how are you gonna live up to? People are gonna compare you. Oh, he's the new fifty of the West right, Coast. Right. Like, nah. how are you gonna compare people like that? Like, honestly, I you, you can't. Can he can say to all of you remember, like when Lil Wayne dropped his, when Young Bud dropped his. You know what I'm saying? Even, oh yeah, yeah even yeah, Daniel when he finally dropped his shit. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. He's in prison for a minute, but yeah, right. once he got out, yep. Who's who should say had the best debut album? Minus minus fifty, obviously. Like out of G Unit. Oh, out of G Unit. Yeah, minus fifty. Um. I would probably say, I'd probably say game. Yeah, yeah, I would say game. It's between game and, and Banks for me, like as far as like you had the best. Bank, bank, yeah, Banks is my second. From 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 a lyrical standpoint, but, um, from a lyrical standpoint, I said Banks. Oh, from a lyrical um, standpoint, yeah, he's my favorite rapper yeah, out of all. But from actually, a commercial yeah. standpoint, I say game. However, my favorite was Straight Outta Cash. Yeah, you used yeah, you said that before, and yeah. I was thinking about that. I was like, yo, I, like, it's been yeah. a minute since I've listened to it. I catch myself going back and listening to the album all the time because like that album was fucking fire. It really was. Cause like he he wasn't like I mean he was junior, but you know junior was a more, more of like a New York based. Yeah, he was New York, bro. So East Coast. yeah, East Coast shit. So he bought his little southern flavor to it. And one thing that I noticed was is kind of funny that every other junior member or they debut albums, Eminem was on the album, but Eminem, but Eminem was not on Buck's album at all. At all. Mm. Like, what do you think that was? I don't know. Maybe like Buck was trying to just stay to his southern self, I guess. I don't know. Maybe. I mean, then you look flash forward, he's the one that he gets kicked out, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Like maybe he was on the fringes or some shit. I don't maybe. know. Maybe. But um yeah, I would say good game for me. I think yeah. I think my favorite was game. I, I felt like Lord, I want to say Lloyd Banks, but Lloyd Banks had some of my favorite joints like i'm so fly like he had songs like that that i love so much yeah karma but like part two. no he has some shit like i mean he's my favorite he's my favorite junior member to be honest but um but uh yeah i'd have to say game for debut album all right next up 2004 i'm happy to go first this time you want me to go first yeah I have you go first. what does that mean bro? <laughs> um yeah i um i just this is hard for me not to put Kanye, and I, I bet in doing so I forgot about some shit. But uh, it was just like Kanye, artist Kanye, album Kanye, college dropout, album, song through the wire, all falls down. I mean, it's just like <laughs> it's just hard for me because like I think at that point the artists that I was listening to. Um, up until that point, I mean, it was they're all street dudes, and so I had like one perspective. I like, and I and I love the music, but 
I mean, frankly, I can't relate to that shit. <laughs> like, I mean, I enjoyed yeah. the shit, yeah. but I wasn't like, you know, I guess I couldn't see myself in it as much. But I mean, I loved it. But Kanye, when Kanye came out, it was like, okay, this guy's like, he's not street, clearly, but he's like, he's what he's rapping about. He has a lot of messages in his music, and I felt like he really balanced like commercial, the commercial shit with also some soulful shit. Soulful yeah. shit is what made me stay listening to hip hop in the first place. As as dope as like the radio records can be and fun as they are, the soul of hip hop is what's kept me going for years. And so and that's what also made me go back to the nineties too. So when I heard College Dropout, there's so much soul in that record that like you just don't you didn't hear at the time. Like what you that wasn't like it wasn't fashionable to be rapping with the backpack on, the fucking talking about Fuck you know, she talking about Jesus and shit. Like, you know what I mean? No one's doing that. Like no one's doing that. Like not absolutely not. The years before that were Richard not trying. Like no one's talking about that right. shit. You know what I mean? It's the complete opposite. But the fact that he was able to make a record with so many good songs. I mean, Never Let You Down, Jesus Walks, Through the Wire, All Falls Down, the joint with Freeway, and most deaf, two words. I mean, it's just, yeah, it was yeah. such an amazing record for me. I mean, my brother, again, listening to it on that little radio and got the CD, just listening to it. I mean, it just changed everything for me, man. It really did. And it got me into production. I wanted to sample because of him. I wanted to try sampling and I was sampling Aretha Franklin just like him and <laughs> shit like that. So, and the production, the production, I mean, it was amazing. It was like, his drum, his drum patterns were always good. But he was he knew what to do building around he always picked the best part of the sample he always knew like a great sample he didn't make it complicated he took that part put it looped it it's fantastic so um but i think the other the other song i have to put up there drop it like a hot though oh yeah because that song was just like it was just so it was everywhere it was just everywhere it, it was internationally known it was everywhere and it was just dope and I love Pharrell, and I love um, Neptunes, and I love Snoop, so I put that on there. And I know I'm forgetting some other shit that came out, but you, I'm sure you'll fill me in oh, on yeah. that shit. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Will. <laughs> oh, good. Definitely. So, <sighs> I kind of, I couldn't really pick. I mean, if I had to pick one, I'd probably say Kanye. <laughs> but it was like, like I said, College Dropout came out that year. Rhythm Against It came out that year, the Snoop Dogg joint. Urban Legend came out that year. Oh, fuck. T.I. God damn it. Why are you making it complicated? <laughs> I ain't making this shit complicated for me, because I, yeah, I know it did. And then as a whole, I also said G-Unit only because, like, Banks had dropped his shit. Buck had dropped his shit. Um, yeah. You know, they were still living off the hype of um, Beg for Mercy. You know what I'm saying? Um, 50 Cent's album, Get Rich to Jai Charlie was still popping, you know what I'm saying? Like, right. he still had shit on the charge from that album for that year. You know what I'm saying? So, like, yeah. So, like, as a, as a collective unit, I put G in it. Okay. Okay. As well. I guess we'll let you do that. Yeah. <laughs> you were breaking the rules, man. I know, I know. Break away ties. And right. I know, right? But if I had to pick one, I'll probably would pick Kanye. But song, I'll definitely put Drop It Like It's Hot because that shit was, like, super, super commercial. It was super commercial. I mean, I remember, like, and again, like commercials growing up with somewhere I, where I felt like I was in the minority listening to hip hop. Every motherfucker knew that song. Right. Everybody knew the song. People were banging on the, you know, lunch tables and shit, whatever. 
I remember that shit. And Pharrell Still, did, and Pharrell did his thing on that album too. Nah, no, that's some fire track. Neptune, I ain't gonna say the Neptune. Neptune. Yeah, I know, I, I, I mean that correctly. <laughs> I got a guy called Soul on yeah, that too. Cause yeah, because he's a front man, but he's not yet. Yeah. Chad, he goes. Like, go, yeah, we gotta get Chad's credit too. Yes, sir. <laughs> nah, that shit, that shit was fire though. There's some joints on there. Smooth. Facts. But yeah, I'll give Kanye. I'll get, I, I've had to pick one. I'll give Kanye artists. <laughs> like you drop it like a oh hot. Drop God. it like it's hot. Oh it's my like God! You're making it so complicated, man. The producer, producer. It's uh, it's between Kanye and Neptune's. Yeah, you can put. You, you can you can honestly. Oh shit! It's hard. It's hard. Um, I'll probably put Neptune's honestly though, just because you know, drop it like it's hot was like. Yeah, I'll put. I'm putting Neptune's for producer of, the, of that year. Yeah, I would say beat of the that was the beat of the year. Yeah. Like for me, I was like, what the fuck? Like, really they use that sound? Like, really? And then I was like, I, then even the, the bass, like everything about it, like from I'll break it down from a production standpoint. Yeah. I mean, that was it was so interesting. I'm like, okay. And then there's like this white noise that they got just like in the background that's just like kind of shuffling with the bass. And the bass itself was like yeah, like that stutter step beginning, and then like it, it was like it was like it was kinda, like it was a typical Neptune. It was kind of it was kind of minimal. It was kind of minimal. Yeah, like, I, I don't know if it was. That, that's, one, that's, that's one of those joints. For me, more it was. It was that's a one of your joints more simple and better. That's one of those. Yeah, that's songs. why. That's why. That's why I say it's beat of the year. The beats are the best beats are the ones that are the are like the most minimal, but they get the job done like in an amazing way. Because yeah. I always remember like the breaks of that song are amazing. Like the dun 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 like that little synth line. The synth line was amazing. Like the chords were amazing. The little drop, like it was just so. It was an amazing beat. Right. It's one of the best beats of that entire decade, to be honest with you. It really is. And it's so simple. I would say one of my personal favorites of that year. You, you will get to the best beat. One the best beats. The next episode. Oh, we'll do that, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll cover that shit. Yeah, I got yeah, that yeah. shit. I can't wait for that, anyway. I will say, you, by mentioning Urban Legend, I mean, you mentioned a couple, like, Urban Legend, I love T.I., and yes. I like that album a lot. That's probably that's my favorite T.I., really. Because it had Get Loose was probably like my favorite. For more mm-hmm. reasons than one. Um, Get Loose, you got um, ASAP, <laughs> um, Bring Them Out. What's your shit you did with Manny Fresh? He did a couple of joints. Yeah, yeah. No. As real as it gets? Nah, I'm not sure. I think it was the greatest. I think it was the greatest. The greatest. Yeah. Yeah, there's a cut. So there's like, I'm laughing because I have a, I have a, there's a thing on my Spotify, like a playlist of like three songs from that album that I've just played a million fucking times. Number one of that on that list is Motivation. I played that song so many times in my life. Through so many different things that I was going through, I played that shit over and over and over and over. It always made me feel motivated, so I always listen to that song. That's a special one, ASAP. I fuck ASAP, with that one. ASAP, Whenever I be shit. angry, I play ASAP like fifteen times in a row. ASAP, and then the hold other on. one. Hold on, I got, I got, I got to put my head on. I got to put my head on like Ti. Yeah, you got that yeah. Shit. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you bro. know me. <laughs> <laughs> you know me. You know me. Oh, I love that shit too. The fucking junkyard video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that shit. But I would say the one that got me so hyped, like so fucking hyped, was Bring Them Out. Though I was so oh, yeah, obsessed yeah, yeah. with that shit. Yeah, yeah. I remember I would wait. I remember one time I had like 
Because at that time I had a had a shitty ass Walkman, right? A Walkman back in the day, and it had a radio on it. I had that shit too, boy. Yeah. Bro, I listened. I was waiting. I remember I had to go like to some my brother's basketball game. I was pissed because I, I said, "Well, how am I bring the radio with me?" So I, I I got that. I had that. Dug it out the basement, listening to that, and I was waiting for Bring 'Em Out to come on. And I waited and waited. Shit came on. I left the game. Listen to the song. Like I was so obsessed with that shit because it made me so hyped. Something about that beat. And that like one of the first times people started sampling Jay Z. Right, right. It's hard to yell when the burrows. Right, because the, the Black album they dropped the acapella version, and Swiss Beats having a good relationship with Jay Z right. was able to get that shit. Hell but yeah, yeah, I was like, yo, that beat, that beat made me so hyped. That was like my favorite yeah. shit. And that got me into Swiss Beats a lot because I just love. I loved that beat. Them, them damn whistles. All the whistles, yeah, whistles and shit. Whistles and damn horns. Right, I'm like, when I, when I say he's one of my top producers, producers always roll their eyes at me. Like, really, him? Like, why? Like, <laughs> like he doesn't have any bass. Like, he doesn't have this. He doesn't have that sampling. He doesn't have that. I mean, he just makes good fucking beats. Yeah. Like, what can I say? Like, I mean, he does have sound samples, though. He does do some stuff. He does. He does. But I, I will say he's, he's definitely not a virtuoso. Yeah, yeah, he's not like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's not. Swiss B and Kanye West even said this, said this himself. Kanye West said at one point, Swiss B is the best hip hop producer of all time, and that surprised me. But it also didn't because Swiss Beats, from a producer standpoint, Swiss Beats, he is like a dream of a hip hop producer because he just understands the simplicity of shit. He yeah. just understands how to keep it simple. And from, from being 18 and making classic shit with DMX, he's 18 years old at the time. Yeah. Like, he had made just classic beats. He's a, just amazing at He never stopped trying to, like, when he, when he was first doing it, he was ass. And he even admitted, like, everybody admitted he was ass. But he kept going. He kept with the um, oh, yeah, absolutely. grinding. Boom. But it's even crazy. It's like, even the hits and the beats that, like, people might have made fun of him for, I always thought, like, there was always a genius in it. Like, the simplicity of it. Like, the catchy. It was always catchy and shit. Like, yeah. And, I was that's like, what, and then that's what sells is the catchy shit. Right, I mean, he sold, he sold about, he sold 80 million records. I mean, I actually know exactly how many. I'm yeah. fucking crazy. Yeah. I, he sold 80 million records. Like, that's crazy. But he never, like, tried to be more than a hip-hop producer. He's a hip-hop yeah. That's what yeah. he is. And that, that's what he does. He's he not going to give you any Kanye. He stays in his lane. He's not going to give you Kanye vibes, but he, he's, like, talented for what he does. Urban Legend, that was a good-ass album, too. He stays in his lane, so, like, yeah. I, I can see why you say that. I just love his shit. All his fucking it. and he always hit the chorus too. So he he stood out because he always hit the chorus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. All that shit he be doing, all the chanting and shit, always made me laugh, bro. Right so he did all that shit. Hands in the air now. <laughs> Wait, now that you say that, I'm like, I think Cole sampled that shit. What? Hands in the air now. Oh, yeah, he did. He, he did. did. I didn't yeah. realize that. Hands. Oh yeah. I didn't even realize that until. I, I right. I ain't realized you just said it. <laughs> Damn. You bring out the best. <laughs> oh, for these next couple of years though. Boy, yeah, it's gonna get. That's why. Yeah. That's why I said, don't make me freestyle that shit. Yeah, yeah, I'm like a yeah, fucking yeah, fool yeah, trying yeah. to come up with that. Because I mean, I can I can name shit right off the bat, but there's so much shit that happened. It's, yeah, it's really, gonna be yeah. tough. It's gonna be tough for me to do that. Yeah. All right. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Don't put me on the spot. <laughs> don't do that shit to me. All bro. right. Well, you heard him. On that note, we're going to stop it right here. And we're going to finish the rest of the 2000s on the next episode. Yes, sir. Which is going to be very interesting because I have a lot of shit about... <laughs> I got a lot of shit to say about these last do. four years. We both do. But these next four years, not last four. Next four. All right. All hearts and minds clear? Yes, sir. All right. Bet.
I'm your host, AJ. Your boy, Nick. And this is Hip Hop Vibes, the podcast. Catch y'all next time. Peace.